0: Hello, this is the Ramblings of It and Mind podcast for Monday, February thirteenth, twenty twenty-three. So, yeah, yeah, last time was the Super Bowl, and uh, you know the game was good. It was, it was nice that it was a real game. It was, there was, you know, it wasn't a runaway. Although at the end of the first half, it kind of looked like it might have the potential for a runaway because, um, you know, Philly had a decent lead and Mahomes had just been, had just re injured his ankle. Uh, so, questionable how effective Kansas City was going to be in the second half. Uh, so. so yeah um, but they were able to come back and they and Kansas City won it which is I, I thought that was the likely outcome I'd even bet a couple bucks on that that they would win the money line and um, and you know so I, I got I won like four bucks and then uh, they had a, a you know, they had this thing with called Gronk's kick, kick of destiny, where um, you know Gronkowski, who was uh, a tight end, if I remember correctly, so on the offense was going to do a kick, and uh, if he if he got it, then everybody who met the requirements, which was to make a five dollar bet, between. You know, like yesterday and and the 9th of February, I think it was. And I, I, I did the bet that my wife did. She said, I, I bet on this. I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. And that was that Kelsey was going to score a touchdown, which is usually, you know, especially Mahomes playing, uh, pretty much a sure thing. And sure enough, it happened. I think he got more than one. So we both won that bet. Yeah, not that winning the bet was necessary to be that to, to be uh, entered into the kick of destiny thing, but uh, and I guess I'll fast forward to the kick of destiny, which took place in the third quarter. And I was actually thought it was going to be during halftime, and I was hoping it was going to be there at the field, but it wasn't. It was someplace else. They said it was. They tried to indicate it was live. I don't know if I believe that. It may have been. It may not have been. I don't know. But he missed the kick. And so you're like, oh, nobody gets their share of like $10 million, you know. But they said, well, no, we're still going to give everybody their share of $10 million. So I don't know what that means. It probably means, you know, at the best, we'll get a buck. It's supposed to get distributed sometime today. I haven't gotten any notifications of, you know, hey, your winnings from Gronk's kick kick of destiny over here. So... And then there were the ads. And, you know, I... I I, I am officially declaring the... The era of... The Splendiferous, the... um, I don't know what you even want to call it you know but the notable uh, Super Bowl ads um, to be over I mean really what a Super Bowl ad seemed to mean this year for most people was let's get some celebrities in them so like Pepsi one I think it was had a bunch had a bunch of um, I shouldn't say a bunch, but they had a couple ads. One had Ben Stiller, I believe, uh, in it, and one of them had um, Steve Martin in it, and that was that was kind of cool, just because I hadn't seen Steve Martin in years, and so, you know, so it was kind of neat to see him again, and. Um, And there was one where Ben Affleck was working at a Dunkin' Donuts. That was kind of funny, especially when his wife uh, came through the drive-thru and was like, what are you doing here? Uh, that was moderately funny. Um, what are some other ones? I don't know. I mean, as far as you know, what worked and what didn't, as far as I'm concerned... The campaign that wins the Meh Award has to be the M&Ms one. You know, so sometime before the Super Bowl, they announced that they were ditching the animated uh, M&Ms characters, and instead they were hiring somebody named Maya. I think that's her name. Uh, she's got a last name. I don't. I don't know this person. I've never. Seen anything she's in? I don't know what she does. I know nothing about her, but supposedly she's taken over the brand, the the, the narrative, and I've seen a few a few ads for it pre Super Bowl. You know, so this was something they where they 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 did a running jump, um, if you want to call it that, where she's taken over the brand and instead she's changed the candies into being candy coated uh, pieces of clam. Uh, which as you can probably tell tastes awful because they would have people try them and make uh, you know oh my gosh that tastes awful faces as you know as you do and and they ran one of those ads it was a newer it was a new ad but they ran an ad you know that was amaya's Clam bites. I don't even remember what the hell she was calling them. And then, um, yeah, you know, and somebody tries them, and they're like, you know, they're trying to be the, you know, the model that tries the, the product and goes, you know, mmm, tasty. And you know, they take, you know, they they take a bite of the product and they get this look on their face. It's like, oh my god, what have I eaten? And then they kind of get into the mmm, tasty face, but you can tell it's a bit of a strain. Um and it's just like what's the point of this? i every commercial I've seen is like either I, I I'm not understanding it or I, I I really do not get the point of this. I mean are we supposed to be sad that our you know our supposedly favorite candies have been screwed up? Uh, Is is that? I don't know if that's the emotional reaction we're supposed to have. And then in the fourth quarter, and they actually did a teaser, uh, just like a you know, it was it was oh it was like a they were coming back. Some point in the fourth quarter, they're coming back from a commercial, you know, brought to you by M and M's, and you had a picture of the animated M and M's guy holding a sign up saying "We're back." And then sometime not too far later than that. Um, they actually had a, a you know a little ad stating the same thing. Okay, we're back. Never mind. It was a mistake, and they're never going away again. And it's like, you know, am I am I supposed to feel relieved? Because if that's what they were hoping, and that people were gonna be happy to see, you know, total fail. It's, it was a total fail. I could care less. I mean, I don't mind the M&M's characters. They're fine. And they're fine for selling M&M's. I like M&M's. They're not my favorite candy. That would be pretty much anything Reese's. Uh, or Reese's? I don't know. The wife was on me about how I'm pronouncing it. And now I can't say it right at all anymore. You know, so, I mean, I like M&M's just fine. But I, I, you know... This, this campaign did nothing to evoke any kind of an emotional reaction you know if I had one it was like well good maybe we'll stop having to watch these Maya ads that are just nonsensical so yeah I mean what the, the ads that shined for me that sparkled that made me sit up and I mean we watched every ad we still did that but for the most part they were pretty ho-hum but the ones that that really grabbed my attention were the movie were the movie ads there was a um there was one for indiana jones and the dial of destiny it's I, i still cringe a little bit when i hear that title but maybe it'll be okay i don't know um you know, that look fun. I will probably see that in the theaters, even if it sucks. Uh, there was one for The Flash, I think it was. DC Universe, and they actually have brought Michael Keaton back to uh, reprise Batman, which was kind of kind of neat. Um, there was one for Guardians of Galaxy 3, where I really hope they haven't spoiled us by showing us Gamora being part of the team. Because they showed that they showed that in two or three spots that Gamora was, was with them again so you know they didn't show anything about you know her and and uh, Peter's relationship I think it's Peter if I remember correctly Star-Lord Peter I think maybe uh, um, but we'll see you know so, so, so then there was I think there was like a, another one but I'm drawing a blank down what it was. But those are the ones that, that stood out to me. Uh, I don't know. I seem to remember hearing someplace that um, th- there is a certain percentage of, of ads during the Super Bowl now that they have to make available. Ad slots, that they have to make available for local ads. Uh, I, I'm not 100% certain if that's true. But I, I will tell you that... Um, the, probably the three biggest um, attorney firms in the Detroit area here. And, and by biggest, I really mean I, I'm talking more about advertising presence. I have no clue, you know, how successful they really are, how many lawyers they have, the square footage of their offices, or any other metric that you might... Judge biggest, but the ones whose names we hear all the time, the three biggest of those, they each ran at least one spot uh, during the Super Bowl. Um, predominantly in the second half, but uh, I'm thinking there might have been one in the first, one or two in the first half as well, probably second quarter of the first half. So, yeah, I mean, um, They weren't necessarily new ones. In some cases, they'd taken ads that have been on TV and they maybe remixed them a little bit. So, you know. But, you know, so overall, I mean, it was a good Super Bowl. It was a good game. But, you know, from advertisements, we've we've fallen a long way from Apple's 1984 ad. Um... That was kind of the start of the large production. Hey, let's do something unique and new and and unexpected, kind of ads. And and you know now it just seemed to be hey let's get some celebrities and have them do something mildly humorous. We hope. That's that's my wrap up of of Super Bowl ads. I know some people are like oh I like this one I don't like that one I saw some stuff online, but you know none of them really. I mean, there were some that I enjoyed, but, you know, none, there were none that really stood out to me as like, oh, that's great. Or, oh, that blew my socks off. So, yeah, I think it's over. I, I wonder how much they're charging for these ad spots. You know, I, I'm uh, I'm guessing that the, I mean, it's part of what drove the price, was a success of the innovative and unique ads, I think, because then everybody wanted to get on that bandwagon and do something new, and you had all the, all the press about it. I mean, I heard absolutely zero buzz about Super Bowl ads prior to the Super Bowl. Usually, they're popping up on YouTube, uh, and they may have been, but boy, they weren't getting suggested to me, because sometimes I would get. You know, I I would usually see stuff pop up on my YouTube feed and say, you know, here's Pepsi's Super Bowl ad. Uh, You can watch it now. And I would refrain. I would not. Uh, I would wait until, you know, it was on the Super Bowl. Halftime show is pretty good. I mean, I don't know a lot of Rihanna's music. Uh, probably this must pronounce her name but whatever it was cool she was on a a, a suspended platform and a a lot of her dancers were on a suspended platform for most of the show um and so that was kind of a cool use of three-dimensional space uh so yeah i I mean the one critique i have is they had a main platform that was like this red and she was wearing an outfit that matched it and she was wearing an outfit that matched it and then these platforms that were hanging down which were over that red platform they were shining a purple light and so it really made everything kind of wash out strangely uh, almost like a black light kind of feel um i think as a black light is technically a purple light um and, and so it kind of yeah and, she, and since she was matching the red it was kind of it it from when they were filming from a, her, from a bit of a not you know, medium distance, she would kind of just kind of turn into this reddish purplish blur, and you couldn't see a lot of detail from her. And then they they do a closer shot, and oh, okay, that's what she looks like. But it was it was a great show. I, I thought it went very well, uh, and the use, like I said, the use of suspended platforms was was cool. So so I thought that was neat. I think we'll be seeing a lot more of that going forward. Uh, with like Super Bowl shows and you know probably like Olympic opening closing ceremonies get and get it off of the f- off of the ground and get it up in the air and there's been some of that in Olympics but not with people aboard which is dangerous I mean sometimes I'll suspend somebody for a while but you know these were you had dancers on platforms that are dancing now they were you could see they had safety lines you know they were uh, locked into the platform, so they couldn't fall off. But, but uh, yeah, that was I thought that was I thought that was pretty neat. I thought that was pretty neat. But that's my thoughts on Les Superbols. I will let that be that. I will be back in your holes soon, and I'll be talking to you then. So, be seeing you.